everyone. This is another episode of Credentialed alongside Justine Fernandez. I'm Jillian Mealy. And Justine, a few weeks ago, I had asked on Instagram, I said, hey, is there anything you guys kind of want us to talk about, anything that we haven't discussed yet? And I got a number of comments from people saying, talk more about your broadcasting careers. I think it's one of those things that people are just intrigued about and they want to know more about. And so we're like, okay, how can we talk about this in a way where people can get something out of it, where we're not just sitting here rambling about our lives and our careers, okay? So then we <laughs> thought, how about we talk about the don'ts that we learned through our broadcasting careers? Because a few episodes ago, we talked about our top eight tips for owning a room, a presentation, public speaking event, things like that. So what about the don'ts, kind of the faux pas or mm -hmm. the things that maybe we can just say to people, hey, through our careers and in doing this, we've been able to learn what not to do. So that's how we're approaching this topic. And I want to start with you. Do you have anything that's like up there on your top of like, this is an absolute do not? In blazing bold letters <laughs> is forget the passion. Starting out in news, you get the bottom barrel of assignments. If you've ever seen <laughs> yes. the movie Anchorman, Veronica Corningstone was assigned a cat fashion show. Someone literally <laughs> said to me, that. this is your Veronica Corningstone in the, fat, in the cat fashion show. But <laughs> if you do not bring the energy, the excitement, the engagement, then no one at home is going to care either. And I really think this applies to any job. As you know, Jillian, I do a ton of work around executive efficient communications, all the time, I see folks not bringing the passion. They're pitching mm -hmm. a multi-million dollar improvement and the passion is just not there. So reminder to yourself to bring the passion, to bring the energy, or people can tune out really quickly. Okay. So following, well, okay. There are so many things I have to say. First of all, I did not see you talking about Anchorman in this episode. So that just like blew me away and sidetracked me for a few minutes here. Cause now I'm like, I'm Ron Burgundy. Like I've, I'm quoting Anchorman <laughs> in my head now. So that's, what's happening. Uh, I can't tell you also side note, how many times in my broadcasting career after Anchorman came out, people would be like, Oh, Hey, Veronica Corningstone. I'm like, never heard that one. Ha ha ha. Still to this day, people Still are like, have day. you seen Anchorman? Yes, I have more than once. <laughs> no, what's that? I've, I've never <laughs> even heard of that. And <laughs> now I just like to kind of play around with people. Um, no, that is, that is such a good tip is don't forget to bring the passion. I ask this though, and maybe this is something that we can project and people can take away a bit of information, some, uh, a, a little bit of information from. So I think it's easy to be passionate when you know how to utilize your energy. Like over our years in broadcasting, we've learned that you have to go into things being more energetic than you feel like you should be. And it feels a little awkward and you have to sort of over enunciate some of those things. I wonder if some people, I'm sure there are some people who just played on, aren't passionate about things, but I wonder if there are some people who think they're being passionate and bringing that energy and then maybe aren't because they're not sort of over enunciating those qualities. Does that make sense? 
It also makes sense in that some people say, might say, oh, I'm an introvert or I'm very shy. That's not how I approach things. You can bring energy. You can bring passion. You can bring conviction in a way that is unique and authentic to you. This doesn't mean there's a one size fits all approach of you're showing up with energy everywhere. This is, <laughs> Hey guys, me, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And you made an important point of find the way to harness your energy, the way that you want to bring that passion, that conviction forward. Yes. Okay. So don't forget to bring the passion and bring the energy. That is, that is one of our first, I guess, don'ts. Um, I would say don't always be a yes person. Now, I preface this by saying early in your career or when you're starting a new job, of course you say yes to everything. You referenced Veronica Corningstone and that story, right? The cat fashion show story. Of course, there's a portion of our lives where we have to just pay our dues. But mm -hmm. then I think the problem lies when you don't change that behavior. And I don't mean just become a no person. I mean, become a person with healthy boundaries. And being strategic about what you're going to take on. Mm -hmm. So have you been able to do that at all in your career? Because I know for sure I have. Like with the last few years and the changes I've made in my life, I've stopped being that yes person. I was always that person that's like, yes, I'll work every holiday. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll go to that news, mm -hmm. you know, even though I have family things already lined up. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I was like, well, wait a minute. Like my life is passing me by and things are slipping and I'm just I constantly know. saying yes to everything. I think I need to get better at it, but I'm starting to do the learning. I think that's the biggest lessons that as you get more senior in your career, it's not about what you say yes to. It's about what you say no to because you start to have to prioritize your time, your energy, and be strategic about what you're willing to take on that aligns with A, either what you're really passionate about or B, and or could be both. They're not mutually exclusive. What could propel you forward? Yep. Okay. What's your next tip or your next don't, I guess? I think sometimes we turn into someone we're not. So that is my next tip of don't take on something you're not. So I think when I first started in news, all of a sudden I was like, I'm a serious news person. And you, well, I you can be, you can be, don't get me wrong. But I turned into very serious, very monotone just because I was learning and figuring this thing out. And that is a common thing where I think suddenly someone might think I'm giving a presentation. So I'm going to turn into presentation persona person, <laughs> be you. So try not to either copy somebody else or think you need to step into this persona that you are not. And I can see that a lot. What do you think? I, I definitely wholeheartedly agree with you and can see how that happens and how that translates to many different careers. I think that everybody listening can probably understand a bit of that, of that. For me, I guess my next thing would be don't give away your sources. Now mm. in news, in journalism, in general, whether it be political news, you know, hard news, sport, light news, sports, you have sources and you have people who will confirm things for you, give you information, breaking news, tell you what's going on. Having trust between you and that source is crucial. 
And I know people in other professions don't always have sources in the manner in which I'm describing it via the journalism outlet, but I think the same can be true in any profession. You have to have trust. People have to have trust in you. And so be someone that can be trusted. Don't Mm -hmm. give away. Don't be the person that goes and runs and tells everyone, oh, well, so-and-so said this, or, oh, my client said this. People have to know that they can confide in you. And so from all of my years in journalism, I know how important it is to have that Mm -hmm. confidentiality, to have that trust, to have that relationship. And for me to be able to contact a source and now to be able to have clients and know that they have the trust in me, that this is between us, that, Mm -hmm. that this isn't going anywhere else. Yeah. I think any career, sometimes you're going to be privy to sensitive information and it's also having a gauge of, okay, what, what is okay to share? What is not okay to share? And like you said, not burning those bridges of trust because the more you're trusted, the more you're going to get some of that information. And so it becomes that much more important that you have that discretion. Absolutely. Okay. So what's your next one? So my next one is don't panic. Ah. And this one, I think we learned over time because in television, there is always technical difficulties. Maybe (laughs) they don't happen once a day. They might, and you just at home may not see them. And I think you have to roll with the punches of, hey, I can't hear so-and-so right now, uh, but let's move on. And I think after years of that, you just kind of start to let those things roll off your shoulders. And if it's truly something you have no control over, like a technical issue, got to be able to let it go and move on, which can be really hard. So my, my don't here is don't panic, just move forward, do what you can. Easier, of course, said than done. It is. And it takes practice sometimes. And sometimes it takes sort of those moments where you feel like you've fallen on your face and, oh, wait, I've been there. I have. Mm -hmm. It takes those moments where you feel like you've fallen to be able to get back up and say, you know what, I'm I'm learning from this experience. I'm taking away from this experience. So next time, for argument's sake here, I'm just going to paint a picture. If you're in the middle of a presentation and you know, the PowerPoint or slides behind you go down, being able to say, like, still continue on with your presentation to still have that confidence to carry on. If that were to happen to you next time that happens, if it ever does, Mm -hmm. you're not going to panic. You're going to be like, been there, done that. All right, no problem. Let's keep going. And let me tell you that they are looking for that sometimes in the hiring process. I auditioned at a TV network where they turned off the teleprompter and they notoriously did this. Yes. They notoriously did this when they were auditioning talent because they wanted to see how you would respond and not rely (sighs) on the teleprompter. I've always heard of this happening. It's never Mm -hmm. happened to me. And then I started to wonder, I'm like, okay, is this something they tell you just to like kind of get you fearful a little bit and get you nervous? But I am actually shocked to hear that that's actually happened to you. And let me tell you, in TV, live TV, that has happened to me so many many times. times. So maybe also a tip here is if you can simulate some of these things going wrong when you're practicing, that you lose slides, that can help you then be better equipped to respond when it does happen in the moments when you're not expecting it. That's a great tip. Okay. So with that theme, then I'm going to skip one of the ones I was going to mention now. I'll get to that later. With the theme of, of, sort of rehearsing those 
things, those unforeseen circumstances happening, I would say uh, this is a don't, and this is also a tip, but don't memorize everything, whether it be for a meeting or a presentation, because as you know, Justine, live TV, it happens. Your script goes off. And, and here's the thing that happens with like memorization is you get so focused on like the words and their order. And then if you're presenting or you're on a call or you're in a meeting or you're on TV and suddenly you misstep or you forget your place, or you just kind of get yourself caught off guard, then you're trying to get back to that exact spot. Mm -hmm. And it's actually making you more flustered. And that's when people on the other end can see it and they can feel it. So I always say don't memorize, but instead, you know, preparation is key. Being able to outline, you know, your calls or your meetings or your presentations and, and have, you know, your overarching mm -hmm. topic, maybe some subtopics, bullet points. I'm a big fan of that, but memorization gets people caught off guard and gets people tripped up all mm -hmm. the time. And it's a common trap too, in that people think they should have it memorized so that they're prepared. The problem too, is not only do you get hung up if you miss a word or two and then can't recover. The other issue is you do not sound conversational when you memorize something because it's not yes. organic. It doesn't flow. It sounds very rehearsed. And the pro to not memorizing is you can change a word here or there and sound much more authentic in how you speak and much more conversational. Yes. Okay. What's your next one? So my next one is do not include every detail. People yeah. do not need to know. And <laughs> I think from our journalism career, sometimes we had 30 seconds or even a minute to talk about something. So how am I going to get people interested in this story? What is the key information? And then you're out. Otherwise, you have a producer in your ear telling you to wrap it up. <laughs> and so definitely learn that in the process. And I think for everyone, we might have a tendency to want to include too much information. Look, if you're doing a PowerPoint, that's what the appendix is for. That's mm -hmm. where the question part after your, your presentation is for. Try to get it down to the most important details that somebody in the audience needs to know. Okay. So I'm kind of, for those who are listening, I'm like sort of chuckling. I'm, I'm like smirking right now because I have a very visual descriptive tip for this. Okay. Are you ready? It's going to sound a little I'm, bonkers, but I'm I swear ready. it makes sense. Okay. So I always tell people, when you are, are overloaded with information and you're trying to, to your point, figure out sort of what to take out of it so that you're not giving all the information because in television, you know, we can interview someone for 30 minutes and then 30 seconds of it ends up on the news, ends up on TV. Mm -hmm. And so you have to whittle that down. You have to pick the most important parts. I say, picture this, picture your Thanksgiving table. Okay. Mm -hmm. Picture all the food that's spread out there. I want you to literally visualize this with me. You've got turkey, you've got stuffing, you've got mashed potatoes, you've got cranberry. I mean, you've got whatever else is on your Thanksgiving table. There's loads and loads of stuff and it's just all there and it's all in these big plates or serving platters and it's full. Well, guess what? You can't fit all of that onto your plate as much as you'd want to. It's not going to happen. So you have to pick little bits of everything to put on your plate. So when you're trying to figure out your content, think of it, it sounds so mm -hmm. silly, think of it as your Thanksgiving plate and think you can go back for seconds, right? So 
you have to be able to have enough information that's just going to fit on that first plate and you can hit every topic, you know, you can get a little bit of every type of food, Mm -hmm. but it's not all going to fit on there. So some of that can be reserved for if people have questions or if you have a little extra time at the end, or you can always say, Hey, I I have more on this. If you have, if you want me to go into Mm -hmm. more detail, I'm happy to, but here are the takeaways. Here are the key points. Is that like a lunatic um, no, because visualization or not? Now I'm like, my dad's sweet potato casserole is really important and very good. I make sure that he makes it every year. And he usually says, this is Justine's request. If I do not have enough of that on my plate, I'm going to walk away disappointed. <laughs> it makes sense though, right? Like there's it always does. room for more detail. There's always room for Q&A. There's always room to dive in deeper but you don't have to do all of it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the takeaway. At least And also me. you did that in a very conversational approachable way that anybody could understand. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. tell it in a way that's succinct and that as if somebody who doesn't know the topic, so a family member, a parent could understand the conversation mm-hmm. and what's important to know. Absolutely. Okay. So my next one, don't speak things about people or work in public. And I know that this, like, you might be listening and be like, yeah, okay. Like I get it. Like, what's the point? Because you shouldn't do that anyway, if you're a good human, but I can't tell you how many times, just generally speaking, I'll be out at a dinner or, you know, a party or just anywhere in a public setting. And, and people would come up to me and want to talk about work. Oh, how's work? And I, and I appreciate it, but I, even if I'm not saying anything bad, even if I'm not gossiping, I'm just very aware of not saying where I work in public, not saying anything about the show in public, not saying anything about anyone I work with. You know, I think maybe I go like too far on the edge with it, but if I were ever having a conversation referencing work, like I would literally whisper like where I was (laughs) talking about, like where I worked or things like that, because I just, I don't like to draw any sort of attention to anyone mm-hmm. possibly overhearing something that could be misinterpreted then. Mm-hmm. And so I've always been very careful just about not having those conversations. Publicly. If I were to boil it down, it would be do not overshare. Yes. And we got a lot of oversharers in the world. Hey, we're all guilty of it sometimes too, but uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I feel I, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's a good point is like in general, not oversharing. And I could, yeah, I'm victim. I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it too, but I'm getting better. I think the older you get, the more time at a job, et cetera, you learn kind of how do I draw that line between personal and professional? Absolutely. Okay. Do you have any last don'ts and or tips? Yes. My last tip is I think sometimes we are not clear on the ask. Mm. So if somebody is listening to you on a Zoom call or a conversation and you need something out of this, this is not just a catch up or whatever, be clear on what you're wanting from them. Are you are you wanting them to approve something? Are you wanting them to listen? Are you wanting to even catch up if that's the point? Having a clear ask of the person and target, then people know what to listen for. Yeah. And listening actually is my last either don't or tip as well is don't be so focused on 
your response and what you're going to say that you miss what the other person is saying, that you're not actively mm-hmm. listening to it. Mm-hmm. There, there were so many times in my career where there's one example I'll give you when I worked in New York, when I worked at Fox and uh, one of my co-anchors was teasing what's coming up on the show tomorrow. She said something about like, oh, you know, base, start a baseball season. So we're going to, you know, talk about that or whatever. And I wasn't listening. I was like totally spaced out. And I literally responded. And I'm like, and baseball. And then I was like, you just said that. <laughs> like I caught myself in that moment on live TV being mm-hmm. like, I was not listening. And I think Justine, you, you very well know, you know, we've interviewed a lot of people in our careers. And if you're not listening to what the person is saying, you're missing mm-hmm. either great opportunities to ask questions, follow up questions, or even the embarrassing situation where you ask a question, they just answered because you weren't mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. And then you so, can't recap what was said. Right. So don't be so focused on your response that you're not listening and fully mm-hmm. engaged in the conversation. And another part of that, Jillian, is the multitasking because now we're on Zoom teams, whatever it might have you. And then you're getting an email, you're getting a Slack or a Teams message and our attention gets pulled away. So as much as you can really focus in, because that's when you miss stuff. And then that's when you have to interrupt the meeting and say, Hey, sorry, I I didn't catch that. What did we just discuss? And you can miss really important things. And it's embarrassing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And easy to do because all of these things are dinging and clamoring for our attention. Yes, they are. Uh, Okay. So we've, we've had a lot of don'ts here. We've had some tips in the mix, things that have sort of stemmed from our broadcasting careers that I think can go a long way in any profession. So if you have any comments on this, any other maybe questions or don'ts or tips, we'd love to hear them because we love hearing what you guys have to say about this. That's how this whole episode transpired was because we've gotten messages about this. So keep them coming. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.